Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode of the Dairy Edge, Fergus Bogue and John Maher from the Grass 10 team join me to talk about some of the tough grassland decisions that need to be made on farm. But first, Fergus gave us an overall picture of the grass situation on farms at the moment. Well, I suppose, Emma Louise, nationally we can see from Pasture Base Ireland we're at an, an average farm cover of 600 uh, kilograms dry matter per hectare. So I suppose if we want to close up our farms um, and have grass on farms for next spring, um, we'd really want to stop um, grazing now. Um, uh, grazing, I'd say, on 99% of farms in the country should stop um, in order to have a closing cover of 600 kilos dry matter hect- per hectare by December 1st. And even at higher stocking rate farms, we'd even want to have more grass than this. We'd, we'd nearly want to have 700 or 750 kilos dry matter per hectare um, to have grass um, on farms for next spring. Um, when calves, cows are calving down um, and with a small pinch um, on fodder reserves for next spring, um, grass will be essential to having the diet at that stage. So essentially, um, the majority of farmers have reached the golden number. You know, the target would be closing at a cover of 600 kilograms of dry matter per hectare. What sort of growth rates are you seeing on farm at the moment? Um, we're, we're seeing growth rates um, as little as 10 kilos dry matter per hectare per day, so, so growth really has plummeted. Um, we're not going to grow a lot um, in December or January, um, so really if we want grass on the farm um, next spring, whatever grass you have on your farm today is what's going to be there in February and March, so it's important just to, to stop grazing now. And you mentioned growth rates have plummeted. Where have they come from and what are the key factors driving the, the reduction in growth? Um, so, so I suppose, uh, as you all know, um, we suffered from a, a drought there in the summer during many parts of the country. Um, we've got a, a fairly good autumn, I suppose we could call it compensatory growth in, in, many, um, in many parts. But I suppose with the rain and decli- decline in soil temperatures, um, growth rate has, has declined gradually, uh, particularly through, throughout November there. And, and we're now coming really into our winter period now. And so you're, you're recommending that farmers stop grazing, but based on what you're seeing in pasture base, what is the diet of cows at the moment? We can see that those farmers still at grass um, are feeding uh, currently nine kilos dry matter of grass, four kilos of concentrates and, and three and a half kilos dry matter of silage. I suppose some farmers um, have planned to extend and have front-loaded feed in late October and early November to stay out longer. Um, that I do not have a problem with if their farm cover allows them to do that um, and if it's previously planned. Those farmers who have not front-loaded the feed and have ran down their farm covers, um, many farmers went in in early November and mid, mid-November um, to, to save grass for the spring, which I'm, I'm all in favour of. Um, but those farmers who have not front-loaded feed and who are currently still out grazing really need to stop now. And I suppose that the, the typical debate uh, on most farms, and this is this happens every year, Fergus. But you know, the first paddock or two closed. There was good growth in October. They have a cover of fourteen, fifteen hundred. There's a huge temptation to eat that grass. What's your recommendation on that? My recommendation, very simply, is is to save it for the spring because if if you eat it now, it'll be gone. And we'll have we'll have cows calving in February and March. We'll have a high demand for grass. 
and um, if if we do not have um, if we do not have grass in our farms, it's going to be a very expensive spring for a lot of farmers. And just finally, then Fergus, you know, we we talk about the value of grass. It's more valuable in the springtime. Can you explain why so? Because it's a cost-effective way of feeding our cows. It's our cheapest source of feed. Um, it's, it's a lot cheaper than feeding silage or concentrates in the spring. Um, if we can get out to grass in the spring, um, cows will will be feeding themselves and they'll be spreading their own, their own slurry. Um, so I suppose it's... It's um, we're, we're reducing our fixed costs and we're, ch- we're pr- producing milk from our cheapest source of feed. And I suppose the last thing is um, labour is a big problem on the country at the minute. If we can get out to grass early in the spring and we have cows calving and, um, and a lot of calves to be fed, etc. on farms, and we can r- reduce the workload greatly. And um, as, w- as we all know, um, um, every extra day of grass is normally worth 270 in the spring um, this spring 2019 coming up it'll be worth well over three euro uh, per cow per day so so the more days of grass we can achieve the more profit we're going to make at farms and we'll need every bit of it next spring after the year we've put down in 2018 and moving on then um, if we pick up with you John can you talk about the overall impact of 2018 on grass production Fergus mentioned we've achieved some compensatory growth maybe in the autumn time. What's the picture looking like on farms across the country? I suppose nationally the, the picture is we're down on grass production um, for the country for the year 2018, Emily-Louise. Um, uh, by the order of about three tonnes, uh, probably a bit with it. So realistically that's almost a, a cow's grazing diet for the year. Um, when we look at the figures nationally. Now, within that, there's biases. Like, obviously, the northern part of the country didn't suffer the same as the southern part of the country in terms of drought. Uh, We also had a difficult spring, so those even on heavier land had a very slow start to the year and grass didn't grow as well either. So between a difficult spring and the summer, we're back about three and a half tonnes on average. However, within that, there are those who maybe have achieved the the normal level of grass production. Um, We know from pasture base for the last number of years that somewhere around 14 tonnes. This year it's going to be you know, some are 11 tonnes or a bit or a bit less than that. But some of the, you know, higher producing farms maybe have suffered uh, a loss of six or seven tonnes of dramatic per hectare. So, you know, there's a lot of variation there. Um, obviously, southern farms in the southeastern corner is going to be affected worse than, than those in the northern part of the country. But three and a half tonnes is a, is, a, is a fairly big feed deficit. So that has to be tackled. Now, what I will say is, uh, you know, September and October have, come, have become very favourable. We've had great growth. We've had a dry summer, so the ground Conditions are good. Um, we have a lot of things running in our favour. Cows are in great condition. Uh, grass growth has been very, very good. Um, and the farms are in excellent shape going into the winter, provided they don't overdo it now, as Fergus has outlined, in terms of grazing. So they're all the positives. Um, however, we are short in terms of grass production, yes. Uh, I suppose the other thing to, to mention is, in terms of grazing rotations, though, we're, we're about the norm, right? We, we just grew less grass. So we, we've achieved more or less the grazing roto- rotations of similar years, but we've grown less. When was the last time we, we saw a significant reduction in grass production like 2018? 
you'd have to go back a long way. We've obviously had a deficit in, you know, with the difficult spring and our difficult year in 2012 and the difficult spring 2013. We were back, but not back as much as this. You'd have to go back, um, you know, to some of the previous droughts, um, 2006, 1995, and some in the 80s. But this was was the longest drought, right? And those droughts started in July or August, right? This drought in 2018 started in June. So this is the, probably the worst in my living memory in terms of feed deficit uh, because of summer drought. And in terms of then, like, you know, we often discuss things like optimum stocking rate. And like, do you think farmers need to take a big, hard look at that? Or do you think that th- this is just kind of a once in every 10 years kind of a feed deficit? Well, the, st- the stats would say one in 10 years, uh, Emma Louise, and, and that's right. Like, we've had one big drought probably in the, in the, in the 80s, it was 84. It was a bit in 89 as well, except that, you know, 1995, we can remember those. And there's been minor ones along the way or little blips, right, 2006 and 2018. They're the big four droughts of my lifetime. However, you know, this has been deeper than normal uh, or deeper than any, th- than any of those. And let's be clear, when things go wrong, you have to learn from, from those experiences, right? In all that time that I've mentioned, it was a quota era. Now we're out of a quota era. People have been creeping in terms of cow numbers. And, you know, that puts extra pressure on farms in terms of facilities, feed generation, labour, all those challenges. So, no, people must look back at 2018, look at what they um, uh, achieved in terms of, you know, in, in, in grass production on the farm, look at where their feed deficit is and how deep it is. And in some cases, the stocking rate has gone beyond, or the cow numbers have gone beyond the grass-growing capability of the farm. Now, the grass-growing capability of the farm is driven by things like soil fertility, right, um, the level of reseeding, and the farmer's management. And that, that can't be forgotten. Like, grazing management grows more grass. Grass measurement grows more grass if it's, if it's practiced properly. So those things have to be assessed. And, like, the reality is that, and it's a simple finger to remember, if given the average level of mixed soils production for the country, which just I'll just make it simple at 400 kilograms of mixed soils per cow, right, if you're higher, um, that requires more feed. But at 400 kilograms of mixed soils per cow, um, stocked at two and a half livestock units or cows per hectare on the whole farm, we must grow 14 tonnes to feed the herd annually, consistently, right? And in some years, grow, better than that, grow greater than that to have a bit of extra feed for the years that we don't do that. So the 14 tonne across the whole farm is what's required, feeding around five or 600, 700 kilograms a meal, right? That's what's required. And if you're not doing that, and the out farms are the ones that come into particular spotlight here, well, then the stocking rate either has to be lowered or you're, you have to up your game and grow more grass, whatever way that comes in, either improving soil fertility, um, you know, reseeding or improving your grazing management. I suppose there's a, there's a couple of key points there, but the 14 tonnes of grass really kind of sticks out to me. And, you know, b- based on the figures coming out from grass 10, you know, there's not a lot of farmers achieving that. And look, there may be some, but they're not measuring, you know, in some cases, so you can't quantify it. And really, we need to quantify what grass is growing on the farm in order to make a judgment on stocking rate. And I suppose a follow-on point, in terms of our optimum stocking rate, that doesn't include a bank of silage in the yard for the year like 2018. So I think that's an important point to note yeah, as well. So the, yeah, the, the grass 10 figures are that, like, you know, if we look at pasture base and Fergus touched on this, the, the average for the last number of years is 14 tonnes grown. When you look at that, what's, if you utilise 75% of that, which would be very good going for the average farm, right, that's 10 tonnes eaten, or that's 10 grazing rotations. And if you're not achieving that 14 tonnes or 10 grazing rotations, you know, that means you cannot stock the farm at 2.5 livestock units or cows per hectare. It has to be lower. If you're only achieving 10 tonne, 
grown, which is the National Farm Survey figure, the average for the country, that means the stocking rate is close to two livestock units per hectare. So, you know, given a, a normal level of meal feeding, um, I'm not talking about a ton, but I'm talking well over half a ton so, uh, per livestock unit. So, yeah, people have to reassess where they're at. And if they've crossed those thresholds and can't generate enough feed, then there has to be adjustment made. That's great. Thank you, guys. OK, thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Fergus Bogue and John Maher for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.